This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hey, business storytellers. It's Christoph Trapp. Looks like we're live here at Twitter, Periscope, LinkedIn, and YouTube as usual, recording live recording of the business storytelling podcast. So the episode, if you're listening on the podcast channels, make sure you connect with us as well on LinkedIn or Twitter. Today, we want to talk about personal branding. You might remember the episode a while ago, pre-pandemic. Do you still remember those times when we actually left our homes, when we went places, when we didn't get three three weeks to the gallon in our cars? I'm serious. Uh, that's kind of still my situation. Working at home, um, giving keynotes in Singapore and Turkey from right here. Don't have to go anywhere. But people forgot that traveling used to be fun. So today's guest, we'll bring her on in a second here, Wendy Van Gilst, she works for LinkedIn, Client Solutions Manager at LinkedIn, has her own podcast, probably the fastest publishing podcaster ever. I was on her show, uh, I don't know when, seems like a long time ago now, but but time stands still here. And we were down at 1.30 and the episode was publishing at 1.32. So, I'm going to top her because we're live. So I win that race. Just kidding. Wendy, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good. Happy to be here. Very excited. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, tell me, what's the name of the podcast? Where can people find it? It's called Personal Branding, the podcast. Easy Very enough. Yeah. And available to, on, on all the different channels, I assume. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. So let's talk about a personal brand. First of all, why do we need it? And then how do we focus on LinkedIn? And I'll I'll tell you this before we get started. I have a love-hate relationship with Facebook. I mean, seriously, LinkedIn, I I like it better. I mean, I really do. I I get more return out of LinkedIn. Uh, People aren't usually as rude as they are on Facebook, even though I see some comments on there. Um, there was some guy the other day that called some uh, a professional woman, um, "Hey, sweetie, let me tell you." Um, so I thought that was not uh, not appropriate. But but in general, LinkedIn seems to be more civilized. But let's get started with personal brand. Why do we need one? Why should people care? And should everybody care? Yeah. Well, I think the interesting thing is uh, we already have one. Everybody has a personal brand. And your personal brand shows up when people do a Google search, for example, or when they check your LinkedIn profile. So more important is now today, how do you manage that personal brand? And how do you make sure that people see the right information about you? That's where it all starts. And and why do we need one? I think you mentioned pre, uh, pre the whole COVID situation, we were already talking about personal branding and the importance of having a good personal brand. But today we all work from home. Uh, We connect with people online. So we don't do the face-to-face meetings anymore. And that means that we need to make sure that we still build those relationships without having the face-to-face contact that we're used to. 
and it's quite easy for people to forget about you or uh, not to be top of mind with your prospects, with customers, with colleagues, with peers, because we are we are all at home. And your personal brand helps you to keep and maintain those relationships, build new relationships, and basically make your job easier because you have an online presence and people can already start to trust you and start to build the relationships which helps you across every step of your career. No disagreement for me, but I also sometimes hear people, oh, it's always about him, or it's always about her, everything is about them. I mean, there's a fine line too, right, between, um, I don't know, people uh, over-promoting or over-selling, I guess, even though sometimes I think when I hear people say that about other people, I think they're jealous. Oh my goodness, you know, they can't do a podcast. They can't publish a podcast like you in two minutes. Um, or they can't do a live stream. They're worried about, you know, their hair day. I mean, my I always have a bad hair day and I don't I don't care anymore, right? Um so so how do you overcome that? And how do you that's like it's almost like reverse peer pressure to an extent. Yeah, I think it's um in some way, it's, it's as, as you just described, but I think one of the main reasons why people still struggle is because they feel like they need to be an expert before they can build a personal brand. So they say, um, I want to build a personal brand around a specific topic, for example, digital marketing or social media, could be anything, of course. And they feel like they don't have enough knowledge to position themselves as an expert. And I think the interesting thing with personal branding is that you don't have to be an expert. It's much more interesting to hear your story and your experience. So if you are a junior marketer and you want to build a personal brand, why not taking the people that you're connected to with you on that journey to become a senior marketer? Where do you get your information from? Who are the people you learn from? What are you focusing on? What do you think are channels that you need to learn more about and why? So I think it's, it's really important to keep in mind that you don't need to have all the knowledge to build a strong personal brand. It's much more important to show what you're working on, what the journey looks like. Um, I did it myself. Uh, when I started in um, marketing as a, as a marketer, I didn't know everything. I mean, it's it's impossible to know everything about social media and, and it's changing so fast. So I was just sharing my own opinion and my own experience around uh, advertising on Facebook or advertising on LinkedIn. I was testing new features. At that time, LinkedIn was launching native videos. So I was uploading videos of myself. They were not perfect, but nobody knew. I mean, nobody knew exactly what the perfect native video should look like, but people were curious to find out how does it work? What do you run into? What are the problems you had? What are the challenges? What's the effect of doing that? And that those things help you to build a strong personal brand because people start to trust you. They see you as a real human being. And I think it's it's keep in mind that nobody's looking for an expert. People are looking for people with experience and, and with yeah, the people who are open to share their experience with other people. That's much more important. And you know, it's almost impossible, in my opinion, to be an expert in digital marketing because it changes like every two days. You know, yeah. like, oh, oh, this is working today. This is, I actually blogged about this over on AuthenticStorytelling.net, uh, how social media talks at conferences are usually a big waste of time because they talk about something they did like two years ago, right? Then, it, then they had to pitch it. Then they were accepted. Then they talked about it a year later. And it's like, good luck trying to implement that again today because stuff changes all the time. 
I mean, it's like these social networks. And I know you worked for LinkedIn uh, over there in the Netherlands. And, uh, you know, it changes. Sometimes LinkedIn is my highest performing network. Sometimes it's Twitter. Uh, Facebook, very, very rarely is that ever coming to the top. Even when I'm paying for it, it's really not rising to the top. So it changes. Um, but let's focus on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, obviously, we're doing the live stream to LinkedIn here. I share content to LinkedIn. Uh, you know, I, I try to engage with people on LinkedIn. Um, what are some strategies to build your brand on that platform? How do, how do people get started? Yeah, so it all starts, of course, with a complete profile. So make sure you have a, a good uh, headshot, so a good picture of yourself. You have a nice headline that explains what it is that you do. You have a summary. Um, you, you describe your experience, so your, your current experience, but also your past. But once you have your profile ready, um, it, it, it all starts with meeting new people, so growing your network and sharing content so people actually see something from you. And I'm a big believer of saying, give before you can take. So we all want to build a personal brand, for example, on LinkedIn, because we want to get something out of it. Maybe you're looking for prospects or you're looking for a new job or you're looking for, could be anything, uh, but you want to get something out of your personal brand. Um, but it's really important to give before you can take from your network. So make sure that you share content that, that helps them uh, move further in their career or that helps them to develop themselves or that entertains them or makes them laugh. And um, if you start to think of what is relevant for my network and how do I want to brand myself? So in my case, um, I work at LinkedIn in marketing solutions. So on a full-time basis, I work with digital advertising. So that would be my expertise. And then as a site activity, I do um, a lot of content creation around personal branding. So I want to brand myself as somebody who is interested in personal branding and in digital advertising. So when I share content with my network, it's always in line with those two topics. And of course they have a relation as well. Uh, and I want to make sure that every time when I share something, I'm, I try to add a personal note. That is the minimum that I do. And that once you start to add the personal note, that's where people start to get to know you. Because if they want to just receive some content, they will sign up for newsletters or anything else that is less personal as um, connecting with somebody on LinkedIn. So once they connect with you, they will expect to get some personal uh, input from you on why that you share content. And once you start to get into the habit of sharing content on a regular basis, there's no wrong or right here in how often you should post. Just make sure that every time you post, it's of high quality and you add a personal note. Then you can start to think of the next step in creating your own unique content, like making a video or writing a blog post. But I believe if you do the, the other steps right, so you have a good profile, you connect with people by sending personalized invites. So explain to people why you want to connect with them and you share content with that personal note that explains to people why you share that article. You're already building a pretty strong personal brand. And, you know, I mean, the profile, LinkedIn makes it so easy for you to really get that going. I mean, they tell you, uh, add a photo, add a headline, add, you know, whatever, a summary. Um, what's, what's your theory on first person or third person? Yeah, I'm a big fan of first person. Um, 
I think it's your profile, it's your story, so it needs to be personal. And when you write in third person, to me, it feels like you're stepping away from your own profile and it's weird because your profile is you, it's, it's who you are. So I always say to people, if they ask for my opinion, I would write, I would always write in first person. Just interesting. Yeah, interesting. Of course, I know there is some, there's a heated debate on that topic out there in social media land and, and mine is written in third person, but I also, uh, I use it as a resume and, you know, it's, um, so I actually export it as a resume. I should show this to you guys quickly if I can pull it up here in a second. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can do this. Uh, Wendy, wrong. There's so many buttons on this thing. Um, so here's my profile, guys. And what I do, basically, you go in here and you click on more, build a resume. I'm not going to do a completely new one, but basically you can build a new one um, and then you can you can just download it. Um, and it looks pretty, that was not the right button maybe, but it looks pretty good. Um, overall, so you can actually use this as a resume. In my opinion, I kind of delete some of the stuff, um, maybe not on here. Uh, there was some other stuff, some awards. I think I previously deleted. Um, but I do like LinkedIn from that perspective as well. You can very easily create your resume. So that's kind of why I do that. How do you feel about so personal note? No argument here. But sometimes I'm reading notes, Wendy, Wendy that I mean, I don't know if it's made up or not. You know, people are writing things like, oh, today in the office, it was such a bad day. And when I went to the coffee uh, station, there was no coffee left. And, um, you know, but my lesson, my takeaway was the following. And then they got like 80,000 likes and 29,000 comments and whatever. And I'm thinking, I'm like, well, that's a great story. But why are they in the office? You know what I mean? Like, how believable are those stories and, and, and what's the, what's the right mix of sharing something? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I do understand why they, they write it as in, I, I understand where they come from, but I think you, you really need to be aware of who's the, the audience that you reach and the people that you're very likely to be connected with are professionals and those professionals have a specific interest. That's why they connect with you. And hopefully you check that before you connect. So you know for sure you're connecting with the right people. So there's a good chance that those people are connected with like-minded people who have similar thoughts around these topics. And it works really well. And I know there is a, a part of the LinkedIn members that is interested in that type of content. Otherwise, you're not getting 8,000 likes or something you just mentioned. Um, it's not my style. But I think um, it's fine as in we're all unique human beings and unique LinkedIn members, so we can share whatever we want. I just would say keep in mind that it's a, a more of a professional platform where you're active on, so people have a professional uh, mindset. Um, people are, as we always say, people are leaning forward because they're looking for information to learn and develop themselves. Where on Facebook, for example, you're more lean back where you're spending time because you have to wait 10 minutes and you want to kill some time or you're on the couch watching a series while scrolling through your feet. So the mindset is different. Um, but it's hard to say that you shouldn't be doing it because it seems to work for a part of the audience. So it really depends on your network. What is it that they're interested in and why are you connected? What do you have in common? And ask yourself, is this the right content for my network? 
or maybe not. I think that's my advice in this case. Yeah, so the answer is always is it depends. Uh, give it a try, see what works, and also see if it's your style. It is definitely not my style to write like that, quite frankly. Um, but certainly, uh, certainly some people, um, that's how they tell their stories. So uh, consider what works and what doesn't. Um, how about other things on LinkedIn? I mean, I know we're, we're doing live video. Uh, I'm guessing that's going to roll out uh, to more and more people down the road. Uh, I don't know if audio works on LinkedIn. I don't think so. But but what are some uh, some good strategies? I mean, is it text only? Do you recommend polls? Do you recommend uh, video? What's uh, what other kind of assets can can help people stand out? And how do they go about creating them? Yeah, I think it it's, it all depends on what you're comfortable with. So if you're comfortable with sitting in front of a camera and and talking like we are doing, then that's absolutely fine. If you don't feel comfortable or you feel like you don't have the right equipment to do so, but you love to write, then blogging is maybe the thing for you to do. So I think it's on one side, it's testing and see what works for your network. So what is it that you get most engagement on? And if we talk about, uh, for example, finding prospects or connecting with new people, it might not only be about getting a lot of engagement, uh, it's maybe more um, about how many new connection requests do I get or how many new people are reaching out to me to buy my products. Uh, but yeah, find things, KPIs that you want to measure and, and make conclusions with. Um, and then so testing on one side what works and doesn't work, but don't put yourself into a situation where you don't feel comfortable at all. I'm a big fan of pushing boundaries and, and you should sometimes force yourself to do something you you might be a bit afraid of, but don't go too far. You need to be comfortable with creating the content in a way that it works for you. Otherwise, it's not going to sound natural. It's it's not going to be interesting for people to listen to or to read it because they can see or read or hear that you're not 100% convinced of yourself. So that is another important element. Um, and what is the future? I mean, um, I think the future is that we will understand better and better what works for people and what doesn't work. And there's a good chance that you will have uh, in the future connections with people that love to receive voice messages and you will record voice messages while com communicating with them. And other people like to get a video from you and you will record a video. And there will also be people who like to get messages and you will send messages. So it's more I think we're going to go to a situation where we're more going to focus on the individual and what do they prefer and what do you prefer so we can choose between all those options the right way to communicate in the best way possible. Yeah, and uh, regarding getting more con uh, connection requests, uh, don't send me a lame request. Hey, Christoph, I noticed both of us are humans, so I thought we'd want to connect. Uh, don't pitch me out of the gate. I mean, seriously, I get those all the time. Not the human thing, it's not that bad, but it's pretty bad. The other thing I did, guys, is I changed my setting to that the button on my profile is not the connect button, but it's the follow button. So you can do that in your settings. And so there's actually people, unless if they don't pay attention, they just follow me. Now they can see my live streams, they can see all those things, but they, but they don't necessarily, they can't message me, I guess, even though I think my messages are open. Um, so that's, I think, that's another strategy. Um, the voice messages, how common is that? I mean, I do it all the time. You know, I, I leave voice messages for people on LinkedIn all the time. And I even blogged about that over on AuthenticStorytelling.net about 
how that's a differentiator because a lot of people don't do it, right? So when I send you a voice message, that could be different. Now, sometimes if you're talking at me for three minutes, I don't know you yet, I probably don't want to listen to you, but it can be a differentiator. I did a video the other day on a pitch on a, um, for a project and I said, I bet you I'm the only one who's sending you a video and I'm doing that to stand out, right? And everybody else send like a long document, uh, which I've done too, but, but uh, it does help us to stand out, does it not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I receive. I think I received a voice message from you as well when we got in, in, in contact in the first place. Um, so I start to receive more and more of those. And I think the nice thing about it is uh, when you hear a voice, it's already a bit more personal than when you get a message, because it's it's still so difficult when somebody is texting you on LinkedIn or any other platform to understand what they really mean. I mean, you can read it and you get the message, but what's the emotion behind it? That is still very hard to figure out. And sometimes we can misunderstand messages because we miss the emotion behind it. Um, and I think with a voice message, it's already more personal. You hear a bit more emotion. So it can definitely help to bring the message across. And I completely agree with you. It's a, it's a great way to stand out. I also agree when you get a voice message from somebody without any context. So um, maybe they, they've sent you a connection request without a personal note or a, a reason why they want to connect. And then you get a voice message. That can be a bit awkward. Then you might be like, what is this? But I think placed in the right setting, like after a nice introduction or a, a nice uh, connection request, then it's a great way to stand out, absolutely. Just don't make it too long, especially if we don't know each other, because some people just ramble and ramble and ramble. And now we're back to the 1990s when people left terrible voice messages. Um, interestingly, I don't listen to any voice messages. If people leave me voice message, I don't listen to them. I mean, I really don't. Uh, every once in a while I do, depending on who it is, but very, very rarely. Wendy, I know you said there's no right answer, but we, but we need an answer. Uh, we, we have to get an answer on... How often should we post on LinkedIn? And are there still times? I know everybody has algorithms now. And back in the day when everybody wanted uh, times, how often to publish, when is the best time to publish? My opinion is that time doesn't matter as much anymore because algorithms, right? If you post at 2 in the morning and it starts taking off, well, it's still going to take off, right? It's still going to get those likes and, and people will still read it. Uh, it's just different, right? I mean, what's, what's your opinion on, the, on that topic? So um, the, the algorithm is, is not as difficult as people think. It's all about making the content in the feed of the member as interesting as possible. So that means for you as, as somebody who's building or creating a personal brand, if you share content with your network and it is very relevant and people start to engage with it, it will get more impressions. So it will reach more people than when you share something that is not interesting or doesn't have any context or doesn't have that personal touch. So it's all about sharing relevant content content because the more relevant it is, um, the more people will see it. And then how often should you post? I think if you post a couple of times per week and it's of really good quality, you're doing an amazing job. I think if you post less than once per week, um, I don't think you'll be top of mind with people anymore, so they're less likely to engage with it. Um, but that also said, I mean, quality above quantity, so whatever works best for you. But you need to invest, of course. You cannot expect to 
to have a personal brand without putting in any effort and not sharing any content. Um, I also know people who share multiple times per day and I think they share really interesting content. So it works. Yeah. Like you. Um, but I also think that there are a lot of people out there who are not content creators or not content experts and they might struggle to get multiple posts out per day. And when that's the case, then there's no value in posting multiple times per day. Then you can better focus on, as I said, maybe three or four times per week and put something out there that is of high quality. Timing wise, the only thing I can say is because LinkedIn always looks for interesting content and interesting content is content where people like, share, comment and click. If you share something in the middle of the night and your whole network is in the same time zone as you, it will take a couple of hours before it will take off. So chances might be a bit lower because nobody is really seeing it at the point that you share it. So I wouldn't do that, but there are people out there who get great success uh, with other moments of sharing. I, I do know people who say mornings are best for me. I know people who say Sundays would really work for me, but when you, Ask them more details. They will tell you that on Sundays they share different content from content that they share during the week. So I think you need to think of what is what are people doing? What's their mindset? I mean, during the week, people are busy. So they need snappy content and they might not have time to read a very long post. In the weekends or the evening, people have more time to do that. So that is another thing to keep in mind. What is my network doing and the people who I want to reach and how do I make sure that it fits into their needs and, and the time that they have to consume the content? Absolutely. And I mean, really, I never have any time to, to read anything. I just lost the feed here. But we had a question on LinkedIn. Uh, too many windows open here. Raymond Bundar Bala, uh, looking how to change the connect button to follow button. And I think what you do is you go into settings. Um, and then somewhere in settings, maybe under visibility, I think that's where you change it. Um, so take a look at that. I think that's where it is. Um, under settings, I don't see it here at first glance, but somewhere in there, that's, uh, that's where that's available. Um, so thanks for the comment. Thanks for asking. Um, so I know everybody talks about high quality content, Wendy. Um, and I know you, talk, you, you, you called it, uh, you know, when people click like or comment. Um, so are you saying there's no way something is high quality if people just read it? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not. High quality is, is relevant content that is interesting for people. And if you only write a, a piece of content, so an update, and there's no image or no link in it, People can still read it so they see it, but it's harder, of course, to measure how many people have seen it because they don't interact with it. It's not meaning that it doesn't have any value. I think high quality content is content that is giving something to your network. So it's it's not about creating the perfect edit video or the perfect created podcast episode. It's all about the messaging that's in there. So you don't need six cameras and three microphones to record a video to give people an important uh, message. It's all about you just sitting in front of that camera and sharing that message, of course, in a sort of professional setting. And we all work from home, so it's hard to find that right angle. 
Um, but as long as the camera is clear, people can understand you, they can see you, then it's already with the right message, of course, high quality content. So it's already good content. So it's, it's not about the way it looks. It's about the message in there. And that can be text, video, recording, audio, whatever works for you. Uh, so uh, thank you for mentioning that. And, and one thing I do want to reiterate with people as well is don't overthink it, right? Don't let it stop you from, from starting. And that's like, I mean, I'm thinking about the Business Storytelling Podcast, you know, 90,000 downloads now. And when I first started, the, the episodes were horrible. They were terrible. They sucked. I mean, they really did. Um, and, you know, they got better and better and better over time. And uh, but, but we're learning as we're doing it, right? And now we do live streams. And the first few live streams were horrible. And you can see I'm still sometimes pushing the wrong button. You know, the other day I did a podcast with somebody. And as they were talking, I did this, you know, which is, of course, very startling. I just pushed the wrong button by mistake. Um, but there is a lot of things you can, um, you can do. You learn as you go. But you can't learn if you're not doing it. You can't learn how to build a brand if you're not actually trying it. Um, I mean, would you agree with that or? Absolutely. Yeah. I think one of the reasons I started my podcast was because I wanted to figure out how it works, how people react to it. What type of software do I need? Mm -hmm. Where can I publish it? It's, it's all about developing yourself as a professional and that helps to build that personal brand. And I think when things go wrong, as you said last time, starting soon, a banner was showing up. It's absolutely fine. I mean, your life you're putting yourself in front of other people, life. So if, if something falls now behind me, everybody will see it. So you're putting yourself into a position that is already so pure and so personal that it's absolutely fine that something goes wrong every now and then. People understand that. So you don't have to worry about it. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, you just say, oops, pushed the wrong button. So the software you use, um, you also use Anchor, right, for your podcast? Or how do you publish, yes. how do you get your, your podcast out so quickly? Yeah, I use, I use Anchor as well. And um, once you publish it, it pushes it uh, through all the, the podcast platforms that you've connected to your account. And uh, if you're lucky, it, it, it pushes it live within minutes. And sometimes you need to wait a bit longer before it's available on Spotify or Apple Podcast. But it works really well. It's so easy. Quality of sound is good. Editing or, or pushing it live, uh, putting in some details, adding an introduction, a bit of music. It's all in the app. Everybody can do it. You don't have to be somebody with very much technical skills or, or editing skills. Not necessary at all. And once you've made that connection across all those platforms, it's just pushing it out every time when you publish an episode. So everybody can do it. It's, it's really easy. It's really easy. And the guests, I mean, certainly we're actually recording with uh, Switcher Studio today, but the audio version we will push through Anchor. And if we record in Anchor, you get a notification when it publishes directly in the Anchor app. It's kind of cool. Uh, I noticed that I think your, your show was the first one where I noticed that. Uh, so super cool to see how that works and it is easy to edit and add music and add mid-roll ads and, and all those different things. Um, so definitely get going, give it a try, uh, see what works. And podcasts are now also um, showing up in search. So just something to keep in mind. And the other thing you mentioned, Wendy, uh, that sometimes it takes a little bit for them to publish to the different channels. 
I think what has what happens is that happens when it's a new podcast. So once you are established, you get some episodes under your belt. It, it's almost instantaneous. Um, so that's something just my experience uh, from from that perspective. Wendy, I know people can connect with you, uh, Wendy Van Gilst on Twitter. We also link to that in the show notes. Uh, and of course, we tagged you on Twitter. So if you guys are watching on Periscope or, or Twitter, you can connect with her there. LinkedIn, same thing. Any other place people can connect with you or? No, that's about it. And on the podcast, of course. On the podcast. Give us the name again so people can remember to look it up. Yeah, it's called Personal Branding, the podcast. Very easy. <laughs> <laughs> very easy good good branding right there Wendy it was my pleasure to have you on the show thanks for sharing your insights thanks for joining us um, at 8pm Central Europe time really appreciate that well it was great being here thank you very much for having me you bet thank you and thanks everyone for watching and for listening until next time that's a wrap thanks for tuning in Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.